Well, hello there. It is great to see you again, and welcome back to another installment of Advance Your Wealth with Homer Smith. I'm your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff. We've got star of the show, Mr. Homer Smith. He'll be joining us momentarily uh, from Convergent Wealth Partners for another wealth management-related discussion. That's what we do here on the show. Uh, and look, hey, for those of you that may be coming in here live on the Facebook live stream with us today, we appreciate you jumping aboard, being with us live. Part of the reason we do these things live is we want to take some time to be able to maybe answer any questions or comments that you might have. So if anything we say today generates any thoughts of yours that you might want to bounce off of us, feel free to drop a comment below. We'll take some time to make sure that we go ahead and answer those questions throughout today's show. That being said, uh, we got a great topic lined up for you today. Today what we're doing is, and this is kind of, you know, pretty timely as we're rolling into, you know, a newer year here. Uh, but it's this idea of it might be time to review that trust, you know, with just so many changes that we've been experiencing in our world and perhaps even in maybe your own family at home. Uh, the trust that you may have set up to achieve your financial goals back when you set it up might even be a little out of date. Uh, maybe some family dynamics have changed since then. So it's really what we're doing is we're going to be diving into this idea of maybe it is time to review that trust and here's why, but I'll, I'll I don't want to steal any thunder of Homer. So let's go ahead and bring him aboard and get today's conversation started. Homer, good to see you. How you doing today? I'm well, Ryan. How are you? I'm good. I always look forward to getting together uh, with you today. We're right, talking right. trusts. Um, Homer, let's start high-level overview. I think easier question to, to bat lead off with here. Uh, many people, Homer, they set up trusts for themselves or their families, but you say that setting up a trust, you know, and getting it going is just really only one step, correct? Exactly. And, you know, many of you probably have some sort of a trust set up today. And if you don't, you know, given how many types of trusts and situations that they apply to out there, whether it's a charitable trust, a marital trust, uh, living trust, revocable living trust, irrevocable trust, you're likely to be at least considering one of these in the future. And you know, if you haven't reviewed these recently, you know, there's a chance at least that there might be uh, things inside of your trust that are going to be uh, challenges and problems that are going to create some financial challenges for you in the future. So um, you know, that's definitely uh, something that's going to be important to consider. Yeah. So Homer, let's get into the why really, why might somebody uh, need to take a look at their trust and why might that trust no longer really be in a position to best suit them? Uh, why would that be the case? Yeah, there's a number of reasons why your trust may no longer be positioned the way that you would like it to be. Number one reason we see most often is just changes in tax laws. Um, you know, recently as 2017, major tax laws were changed. And then through the pandemic, we saw additional changes. So if you haven't reviewed your trust in the last few years, just for tax reasons alone, it'd be worth it. But, you know, there's a lot of other reasons, uh, changes in your family, you know, having kids, grandkids, uh, divorces are, are, are major reasons and also just major financial changes in your life. You know, what we find oftentimes is people, you know, last reviewed their trust 15, 20 years ago when their business was just getting started. Now their business is worth significant uh, amounts of money or their wealth has increased in other ways. And the way they structure their trust no longer is applicable to their current financial picture. Alrighty, Homer. So, so if anybody out there in our audience right now is, is thinking to themselves that this might, you know, really resonate with them, uh, where do they begin? Tell us where to start. Uh, if you, if somebody wants to go through the process of reviewing, uh, and then maybe altering an existing trust. There are a number of areas within the trust. I mean, trust can be from pretty simple to extremely complex. And so what I want to make sure people think about is, you know, before you get into the weeds and, and look for really some of the more complex and esoteric issues that might be there, 
start with the simple things. You know, one of the most simple areas to begin looking at is who are the trustees, especially the successor trustees. So if we're thinking, you know, what many people have is a revocable living trust. They name themselves, their spouse, maybe as the co-trustee. And then you're going to set up a number of successor trustees. And depending on, again, how long it's been since you've reviewed this trust, you know, maybe it's been long enough where you maybe named one of your siblings would be the successor trustee because your kids were very young. And maybe your sibling is is no longer in a great position, whether it's health-wise, financial-wise, where you'd want them to be dealing um, with the trust as the, as, the tr as the successor trustee. And maybe one or more of your kids are old enough now to take on that responsibility. So that's that's one area of importance. Another area pretty simple to look at is just some of the asset protection features that trust can offer, um, especially for the next generation. So is the trust structured in a way that's going to protect the assets for your future heirs, your beneficiaries uh, from being accessible, whether it's a divorce or some sort of creditor issue? Have you reviewed that? And you know, maybe one of them is getting engaged. And if that's the case, you know, the, the trust probably needs to be reviewed. So simple things like mm -hmm. that um, are some of the first things that you should be looking at. Okay, gotcha. So if those are some of the primary things to be considering and looking at when it comes to reviewing a trust, Homer, do you have any maybe other areas, maybe some secondary areas that you find that maybe the average Joe is often overlooking when it comes to their trust as a whole? Yeah, and there, another area that we spend a lot of time discussing with clients and trying to figure out the best strategy around is just the timing of the release of the funds to their beneficiaries. You know, mm -hmm. oftentimes if kids or grandkids are named and they're not of age yet, you know, they, they have provisions around releasing funds at age 21 or 25 or some other age. But again, if it's been long enough, you know, have the situations for those kids or grandkids change that might dictate some changes. You know, on the negative side or unfortunate side, maybe one of them is, uh, you know, got addicted to drugs or alcohol and that you no longer want them to have access to those funds as quickly. Or on the flip side, one of your grandkids is shown to be extremely financially savvy and you're wanting to change the provisions to make sure they can get access to those funds sooner. So, you know, really, it, it really depends on the individual situation. And so sometimes even setting up structures where you just pay things out over time. So maybe some amount at 25, some at 30, 35, et cetera, um, allows for more flexibility where maybe changes aren't needed as much. But, but those are just some of the things that you know, I think we spend a lot of time talking with clients through of how to think through the timing of the release of those funds. Got it. Okay. So Homer, you know, we talk about a lot of strategies and solutions and those conversations that you're having with clients on a regular basis. Another thing that we like to cover on, on the, on these shows together is, is mistakes that people might be avoiding or, or might be making that obviously, you know, we want to have them avoid. So let's dive into this. Do you, you know, are there any particular mistakes that you see people making when it comes to trusts or, or, um, or reviewing their trust and not following through on it? Just anything that can be easily avoided on the mistake front. Yeah, one of the most common mistakes that we see with trust is not having the trust funded once it's created. And we see this all the time with whether it's revocable living trust or even some of the more complex trust people might be doing with their estate planning. You know, they go through all the work to set up the trust and they don't actually put the assets in the trust, retitle them correctly. And if you don't do that, it's going to lead to some you know, major outcomes that you're not wanting to see. Uh, the whole point of setting up the trust is going to be defeated. So uh, the funding of the trust is, is one of the most common mistakes that we see. Okay. Okay. So then if you're, you know, you take a look at that, you make sure your trust is in fact funded. Once you've done that review and get, you know, a more basic issue addressed and buttoned up, is there a next step? Is there another layer of anything that somebody should be going through? Or is that pretty much the extent of the process? Yeah, definitely not the extent of the process. You know, okay. once, you, once you cover the basics and make sure just some of these 
simpler areas that we talked about are covered. But we often find, especially for affluent families and, and successful business owners, it's going to that next level of stress testing. We've talked about that before on, on some of our, of our sessions here. And really stress testing is about just looking at either some or all of the provisions of uh, your financial world. And maybe it's just the trust, but maybe it's your entire financial picture. And just making sure the outcomes that you want and are expecting are actually gonna be the most likely outcome from the way that you've structured your situation. And so really what stress testing is gonna come up with is one of two things. We're either going to identify opportunities so that's going to be where things might actually be going well overall but we just see ways that we can make it even better and enhance things a little bit so for an example your investment portfolio perhaps you know everything is going well you're getting good returns you're happy with the overall performance of your investments but we might be able to identify uh, tax location strategies that could minimize the taxes you pay on the growth of your investments and make things even better or look at strategies and structures that can help you maybe even avoid all future taxes on the growth of your investment. So again, things could be looking good, but we can just enhance things on the opportunity side. The other area we're going to be identifying are where there are major gaps that could ultimately prevent you from achieving your goals in your overall financial situation. And, you know, oftentimes these are things that are you know pretty rare. Um, we don't find typically gaps that are, you know, really, really concerning. Um, but at, at times, you know, we're going to uncover red flags that if we don't uh, address them, could have severe financial uh, implications uh, for them. So it's really, again, it's, you know, once you pass that simple level, it's about going deeper, stress testing, and really identifying opportunities to enhance what's going on within the trust structure um, and your over financial world and identifying if there's any major gaps or issues that we need to address. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And yeah, I mean, for anybody out there that is, you know, I, Homer, you kind of gave a high level overview of the stress test right there. But if anybody wants to, to get into a deeper dive into the ins and outs of that stress test, you know, that's something we've covered in past episodes. So I'd recommend traveling back and checking out a past episode. But Homer, for the example of, of a trust, you know, here we are talking about today about reviewing your trust. Let's use the stress testing you know, process within reviewing a trust. Talk to me about what might a stress test uncover when looking into a trust. And one of the most common areas that we uncover uh, when it comes to stress testing a trust are a lot of our families uh, might buy a second residence, a vacation home in another state mm -hmm. that they're not um, a resident of. And they often buy that in their own name. And the challenge with that is once they pass away, um, they're subjecting their either their surviving spouse or their their next generation to having to file probate in each of those states that they might be owning that second residence in or third residence, depending on their situation. And simply by owning it in a living trust or some sort of trust structure, um, oftentimes, most oftentimes will help them avoid that process. So that's, again, something simple that we uncover all of the time. And then, you know, other things get really complex that can be more financially disastrous. So, you know, there's situations like one particular situation where, you know, one spouse is a U.S. citizen and one spouse is not. There's certain techniques that you can put into the trust where that non-U.S. spouse can receive similar benefits to a U.S. citizen would at the death of the first spouse. However, oftentimes we see those um, where they're not structured correctly. And if they're not, that could mean significant tax implications up front to the non-US citizen surviving spouse. And so it's you know simple changes that you can make by fixing that that will have a major impact on the success in, in making sure the outcome of that trust um, that's intended is actually what's going to happen. 
Gotcha. And Homer, you know, we've talked at length in prior episodes about the benefits of working with a professional network or just working with professionals, really. Uh, and and that you have, you know, you guys at, at Convergent Wealth Partners have your own network of professionals that you reach out to, whether it be tax planning or property and casualty insurance. You know, these are different conversations where you field, you know, uh, a team of, of um, you know, qualified professionals to really work with and address these kind of issues for your clients. That being said, when it comes to reviewing a, tr a trust or stress testing a trust specifically, is it safe to say that this is also one of those things that should be done by a professional or even that true network of professionals uh, when going through a trust specifically? Yeah, depending on the complexity of the trust, you're definitely going to want one, if not, you know, two or three of your key professionals, a part of the stress testing process, or probably your financial advisor, your trust and estates attorney and your CPA all working together because, you know, some of the critical components that we review are not always around just the technical side of setting up the trust. You know, oftentimes the, uh, all of the provisions in the trust might be technically perfect and, and done right. But it's that human side. It's it's what the family actually wants to achieve on the human side that maybe isn't reflected as well inside the trust. And so having a team of professionals that knows the client extremely well uh, can make sure that the technical expertise gets matched up with that human side to make sure that ultimately the outcome that they want is going to be achieved. So so usually it's that team working together that's going to be best to to especially with the more complex family situations to make sure that that outcome is achieved. Certainly. All right. Well, thank you for clearing that up. I appreciate it. Uh, Homer, if we've thrown a lot at our audience today in terms of just things to consider when it comes to reviewing that trust they may have, you know, initially put together when they, you know, when they started their business and obviously circumstances change, it is time to review that trust. So let's say somebody out there in the audience is considering reaching out to you and your team to just talk about this process, maybe get you guys to help them with that review of that trust. What would be the best way you should, you would have them reach out to you and your team to get that ball rolling? Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, with everything going on right now, politically, economically, socially, tax law changes, everything that's going on, all this noise out there, I mean, there's probably never been a better time to have your overall situation reviewed. So if that's something that would interest you, we'd be happy to talk with you about that. Best way probably is my email. It's homer, H-O-M-E-R at convergentwealth.com, convergent with a K. We'd be happy to set up a call, learn a bit more about your situation and see if there might be some opportunities for us to bring some value. Fantastic. Well, Homer, look, I appreciate you carving some time out of your busy day to be with us, to you know, dive into this idea of reviewing the trust. You know, we've talked about trust in the past, but not necessarily the, uh, you know, the ins and outs of what a review would look like, you know, utilizing a true team of professionals to do so, make sure that everything's optimized. So appreciate you and uh, looking forward to being back on here for another episode here shortly. All right. Sounds good, Ryan. All right. Thank you. And hey, look, we, as always, we're going to take another final moment to thank you guys, our audience, for jumping aboard and being with us on the show here today. If you enjoyed what you saw today, you took anything away from our conversation, do us a favor, comment on the show, subscribe to it on whichever platform you're checking us out on. And then, of course, share this information with friends, family, business owners, anybody who you think would benefit from these types of conversations, because at the end of the day, you know, these are the same conversations, those strategies, those solutions that Homer is bringing to the table for his clients at Convergent Wealth Partners. And this show is all about advancing your wealth. We want to bring those same strategies, tips, and solutions right to you. We've got some great topics and conversations teed up for future episodes that we'd love to have you be a part of. So for Mr. Homer Smith, I'm Ryan Ruff. We're going to go ahead and say so long today, but we appreciate you being with us on today's installment of Advance Your Wealth.
All opinions expressed by Homer Smith are solely Smith's opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Integrated Wealth Concepts, LLC, Integrated, or its parent company or affiliates and may have been previously disseminated by Smith on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Smith as a specific inducement to make particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his opinion. Smith's opinions are based on information he considers reliable, but neither integrated nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. Smith, integrated, its affiliates and or subsidiaries are not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided. Smith's statements and opinions are subject to change without notice. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Neither Smith nor integrated guarantees any specific outcome or profit. You should be aware of the real risk of loss in following any strategy or investment discussed by Smith or anyone else. Strategies or investments discussed may fluctuate in price or value. Investors may get back less than invested. Investments or strategies mentioned on this website or in the show may not be suitable for you. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. You must make an independent decision regarding investments or strategies mentioned by Smith. Before acting on information you hear, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular circumstances and strongly consider seeking advice from your own financial or investment advisor. Investment advice offered through Integrated Financial Partners, a registered investment advisor. Integrated Financial Partners provides investment advisory services through several doing business as names. The information in this material is for general information only and is not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Integrated Financial Partners does not provide legal, tax, mortgage advice, or services. 